All right, welcome everybody to the opening season two of the Mets News Podcast. No baseball, Mets stink, new owner coming soon. But everyone was asking on the Instagram for the tailgate. Anchor contacted me multiple times, so I got it done. We got Coach Weber here, and then we got the draft expert. So you got a Dallas Cowboys fan, an Eagles fan, and a Giant fan that's just – we're all disgusted, I'm assuming, with our division. Yeah. yeah. We have a combined four wins. Five. <laughs> so, they stink, right? I mean, the Giants are in a rebuild. So, where do we want to start? Do we want to start with the Eagles or the Cowboys? They're all a mess. It doesn't, we could probably just cluster it all at once. Dallas has the talent, but they don't have the chemistry. And they got the, maybe the goofiest owner. Eagles have the worst roster, but probably the best front office. And the Giants, you just, you're just the Giants. Draft stupid, like I tell you. Every year you draft dumb. <laughs> The uh, I don't I don't know about the Eagles. The Eagles might have the best front office. But I mean, what, I mean, like staff, coaching staff. I'm not sold on Howie Roseman. So I mean, but what, what what do you what do you think about the 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 rumors of the friction between Peterson and the front office? I I actually didn't even hear anything. I just think Howie Roseman is loyal to a fault to some of his players and keeps them around. It's like kind of what you would say with pitchers. It's better to get them out early than too late. <laughs> um, he just seems to always rely and, and give the – there are going to be $70 million over the cap next year now with some maneuvering and, and some cuts. They'll get under it, but they have an aging, an aging uh, roster – and giving up some of those mid-round – I know mid-round draft picks aren't great, but giving up mid-round draft picks for fringe players, you need cheap talent. Well, the Giants have been good at that. They got Darius Slayton. I'm, I'm trying to – they got James Bradbury. He was cheap, and he's really turned out to be a good addition to the defense. The defense is overperformed this year, and then we have Daniel Jones, that, Daniel Jones that's just a mess. Hmm, boy, I think we had that discussion about Daniel Jones when he was drafted, didn't we? Well, he was the best quarterback out of the whole draft. Well, other than the one that's in Arizona. But we weren't going to get him. No. So the Washington, I don't know what their name is. What's, what's football, their name? Football team. Football team. That's a, that's a terrible name. But they drafted, what, what's his name? He got benched on it. Floyd Haskins. Yeah. Well, that that was that was poor planning on their part. I mean, I'm a Ohio State fan, and I was telling everybody he's got to be a good quarterback, but you got to give him time. He only played one year in college, and he couldn't. He was in a tough situation because what else could he do in college? But he wasn't ready for the pros. He needed to go to a program or a pro program that would have let him sit for a couple of years and mature. They. I think they really uh, stunted his growth, and he's going to be a guy that maybe three, four years down the road now resurfaces again with some other franchise. But he wasn't ready to play in the NFL. No, and and now you pulled the plug on him for yeah. Alex Smith, who it's a miracle he can even play, but he had really no future. And what's the guy, Allen? Kyle, Kyle like, Allen. He's he's good. I watched him play. He's he's good. He's not. Uh, and just cut him. When Benny says the quarterback's good, just cut him. Well, but ben, Ben's been watching the Giants game, so he really doesn't know what a good quarterback looks like. This is true. Probably, probably looks pretty good. Yeah, that, that is true. I forgot about that. I know all the Giant fans are mad at Jason Garrett for some of his play calling, but when you give Daniel Jones the freedom to throw the football, he just throws an interception. He's worse than Eli Manning right now with that. He will not throw a pick tonight, though. Oh, Even if he throws one in our DB's hands, they drop him anyway. So it doesn't matter. I still think the Eagles are going to win the division. I've said that for a while. Yeah, we talked about this many podcasts ago when we talked about the fact that they're the one NFC East program that didn't change anything major. They had the advantage. Mm -hmm. We certainly have, have decimated them, but I still think 
that they're still the front runners in that division. They'll, they'll get, if they can sneak out, they need, they need to beat the Cowboys in two weeks and then they're in golden. They're golden. That's, that's huge. Cause then they get the bye week. And then after that, they start to get some of these, some of these people back. Yeah. The, the Cowboys without Prescott and without their tackles ever coming back, they're, they're, in, they're not going to do anything this year. Um, I think the only hope they have is to pull what the Eagles did last year, or even when Foles took them to the Super Bowl win, but their defense is in such shambles right now that I don't, I don't see them recovering in time to be worthwhile. But I think the Eagles, if they get everybody back at the end of the year, they could make a, they could do some damage yet, but they got to survive now. And if they, if they always win the next two, um, and the Cowboys figure out some defense somehow. They might. The Cowboys might be able to hold them off for the division, but we'll know. And we'll know in about two weeks. Is Mike McCarthy? If they don't make the playoffs, is he going to be a one turn, a one season uh, coach? Because that's what everyone's saying. I doubt that. I, I doubt that. I think their defensive coordinator could be a one turn, one year, but the, he doesn't have, especially now that Prescott got hurt. You know, I think now he he has enough on the offensive side. They showed enough promise. And I think the injuries on the offensive side will buy him another year. Their defensive staff could be in a lot of trouble, though. I, I, I'd be hard pressed to if they continue to play this poorly on defense that I don't see how you could possibly bring bring them back. I don't I can't imagine them, but I think McCarthy's safe, at least for next year. I still like Mike McCarthy. I, I still think he's able to coach in the NFL. I know a lot of people say, well, he's too old. The game has advanced too too far by him, but I still think he's a really good coach. Yep. Dallas, I've, get rid of him. I, I, I've always, being a Cowboys fan, I've always admired and, and feared Andy Reid, and I don't I – don't, I was very hopeful that um, Frank Reich was the genius in Philly. Um because Peterson kind of scares me a little bit too, you know, and I think what he did last year at the end in the, in the playoffs kind of proves that, that I think he can take almost anything and make them into something, but they are having Roseman and Peterson are at odds right now. They, they said there was an on the field argument. There's questions over who gets to decide who plays. And so that, that's a wrinkle that I don't think enough people know about that might disturb the apple cart there. Hmm. Didn't know about that. I just I know they cut the right guard that played last week, Jamon Brown, who was a turnstile. Um, yeah, they cut him. So he was terrible. Even I he, had, he had a sack though. He basically tackled Wentz on one for a sack. He did that. So Ben, what what, are the, what do you think of the Giants uh, coach Judge? You like I, him? I enjoy him. I, I love Joe Judge. I love the energy. I love how he's not afraid to go at to go at it with the media. Because Pat Sherman last year, when they would lose, he would just sort of crawl in there and just say it with his head down, like, all right, whatever, and not answer questions. But Joe Judge will go after it with the media. If he doesn't like what the narrative is with the media, he'll call them out on it. So I enjoy it. And his players seem to enjoy it, too. Yeah, I've seen some videos of his his coach's show where he kind of breaks down film, which is pretty good stuff. Um, I know what you mean, though, about the press conferences. And, we, you know, we lived the, – the Cowboys fans lived eight years of Jason Garrett kind of speaking coach speak all the time. You know, you know we're going to work harder next week. We're going to learn from this one, all that stuff. And sometimes you don't want to hear that. You just want to hear them say – we stank this week. It's my fault. We're going to change this. We're going to change, but they, he never did it. And, and um, used to just drive me nuts. And Joe judge will call out players. Like he called out Daniel Jones for that interception. I don't know if you saw that last week, they were driving against the Redskins. He ran for like 30 yards and then he threw what that pick in the end zone. The Redskins. I don't think that's oh, a team. the Washington football team. <laughs> yeah. <There you> <laughs> And he called him out on saying that was a stupid throw. And I just kind of – I was like, well, he's right. I, I just never heard a coach say that before. Well, I think Coach uh, Galusi and I will um, – I think we'll agree on this. Coaches like that 
can survive as long as you win, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once you start, lo- once you start losing, that, that all call me out thing doesn't work so well. Yep. They should have won the game in Dallas. I don't. I don't know what happened there. I mean, <laughs> the officials were terrible. Did you see the hold for that last big play that the Cowboys got away with? I, I no, I didn't see it, Ben. It was it, it was terrible. And you know, every game though you watch, you only remember was, the calls that go against you. Mm-hmm. Don't remember all the calls that were in your favor. You kind of those go out of your head as soon as the game's over, and uh, the ones that go against you stick with you for the rest of your life. Not that the Giants. I'd rather them have the draft pick this year than anything else. Yeah, they've they've really hit on their first round picks. <laughs> Who is their first if you round benched your you benched your first round pick, your, your left tackle last week. He was late for a meeting. That's mm. why we benched him. Which I I respect that. I respect that the coach is saying if you're gonna be late to start, you're gonna get benched. I uh and I you're, was happy about that. And I told you you never draft a running back that high. See? You're right. I, I I've been saying that. For a while now that I agree with players either. Saquon Barkley, is he going to go to free agency next year or does he have another year? He should have at least two more years. Because I know you can franchise. If he was a first round pick, they have a fifth round option they can exercise on him. Okay. Because I I just, I don't like it. I like his personality. He's a very hard worker. I just don't, he's not going to be good. Running backs are overrated. You need a line. I don't care how good of a running back you are. If you don't have a line, you're going nowhere. What did I you say? He was the 18th rusher in the league last year? Yeah. He, no he was line. Injured, man. Has no line. I well, feel He comes from a football program <laughs> that doesn't really have a lot of running backs that have done well historically. Yeah. Tell me, Frank O'Harris. Um, oh, Enos was what was that? Um, uh, what was his name? There were so many that were so bad that came out of college. So another thing I heard about with the Eagles is that the fans are calling for, at least on Twitter and on the Eagles podcast, because I, I studied up on the Eagles for this podcast. They really want to see that quarterback you drafted. Because uh, they, they – one, he's not better than Wentz. Two, I think they want to well see him because they need to do gadgets now. They need to do something because your defensive line is actually pretty good. There's no way that we're just going to be able – we don't run the ball much anyway, but with little Boston Scott back there. So our guys in the middle are not going to move Dexter Lawrence out of there. You have Williams. So I think we need some little gadget plays, and, and that's where he comes in because now – if he's in the game, now you have another runner to, to account for. But no, Eagles fans, although I'm one, they are just – they are not smart all the, all the time. They, they let fans back in the stands, and they started fighting each other after a touchdown. Yeah, they beat up a Baltimore fan. They're idiots. So, not the Baltimore fans, the Eagle fans that did that. I, I just – that's why I don't want to go back to Philly. I just – I would never go to, to a Philadelphia Eagles game even if he paid me. Oh, you want to be smart enough because you would wear a Giants or a, or a Mets thing, and that's what oh. you would do. I, uh, I would never do that. I went to a Mets game. I don't know if you know this player. His name was Anthony Recker. He got me tickets. Yeah. He said, I'm going to get you right behind the Mets dugout. You can wear your David Wright jersey. You won't – and nothing bad will happen. So he hit a three-run homer that day that won the Mets the game. So as soon as he hits the home run, the th- you know how they have those collectible cups that you can get the ice cream in? Someone <laughs> threw it at the back of my David Wright jersey. <laughs> right at the back. Maybe they were being nice and trying to give you ice cream, Ben. Don't assume Philly fans are all bad. I'm, I'm, where, where's, your, where's your giant coach from? He's from Philadelphia. No. Oh. He said he was going to wear a helmet, so – Batteries wouldn't get thrown in. Yeah, I heard that. He 
he's a great. I like I, I, I like him, and the fan base likes him too. So it's a rarity for the giant fan base to like a coach. Only he doesn't go two and fourteen or three and thirteen. Then we'll see how much they love him. I just I don't understand what I don't understand what like Dave Gettleman's gone. No matter what happens, unless they make the playoffs, he's gone. I think we all can agree on that. <laughs> Gettleman's gone. I don't. I like Dave Gettleman. I like the trades he made. I like getting rid of Beckham. Yeah, I told you I like that trade too. Olivier Vernon was a terrible defensive player. Spent Max Harrison much. was old. He, he did a lot to revamp this team. Just rebuilds take a long time. When you're in New York, the fans want to win right away. Did he sign Nate Solder? That was a terrible trick. That was a terrible decision. I uh, I don't agree with that. So, I'm going to ask for Coach Weber here. I know Dak Prescott got hurt. I watched it as it happened. Do you think he'll ever play again? Because I, I don't. I, I do. He'll be – the big thing with those was in, in the infection potential and the infection. They said he's been clear of those, so he'll be back. Do you think he'll get paid? Yeah, I don't – I think next year they give him the franchise tag again and uh, – then go from there. I do. I think. I think he's still in, you know, in good shape, and I don't really think it's going to matter what Andy Dalton does, whether he plays good or bad or indifferent. They're going to do the. If Andy Dalton plays well this year for them, that's just going to set up Andy Dalton to maybe get a another gig somewhere else. But Dak Prescott will be the Cowboys' quarterback for the foreseeable future. And I I saw Zeke is starting to not produce at his level. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Well, you know, I did coach football for, for 21 years at youth level and coached under a legendary youth football coach who would never let a running back wear long sleeves in a game ever. It was one of his cardinal rules was you can't wear long sleeves because you'll fumble the ball all the time. And Zach or Zeke does that a lot. He wears these long sleeve things. You can't feel the ball and people think it's crazy, but that's my, that's my take on it. Take the sleeve. Why did he wear long sleeves, but let his stomach show? It doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah. If my stomach looked like that, I would hang it up. <laughs> I am not a Zeke Elliott fan. I, mean, I just don't like him. I think he's a, in all honesty, you asked the question. I think he's a good player. I'm disappointed in his conditioning, um, yeah. if he if he would have been if he would have been in Dallas when Bill Parcells was there, he'd have 25, 30 touches a game, and he would not be tapping out. He would not have been allowed to tap out. And now yeah. they run the ball three times, and he runs it three times in a row. He has to come out of the game, and it kills drives, it kills momentum, and that would not have happened under Parcells. And uh, I think that's a big big difference. Now we'll see if McCarthy can get him into shape. Um, right now, you know, the fumble thing is, is, you know, it's contagious. Some of these guys go through it. And then once you start, when people start hearing that you can fumble, you know, I guarantee uh, everybody around the league is thinking every time he runs the ball, let's go for the ball. But take the off. I don't know why he's wearing sleeves in Dallas. He's in a dome. I, I agree. And they're baggy sleeves. It's not like a tight, it's a, it's a really poor, like, like I said, somebody coaching an 11, 12-year-old kid would say, take those off because you can't feel the ball. You can't feel the ball, and it's not going to help you. But he needs a coach to get after him. I think if he was in, in, in the Giants with, with Coach Judge, he'll get, he would get him in shape. We'll see if McCarthy can get him in shape. Do you like Mike McCarthy, or are you not a fan of Mike McCarthy? That's a I. I enjoy his candor versus Garrett's. Um, I do think they probably should have gone to the college ranks and got somebody or, or an assistant in a successful program. I, um, I just, I know what it's like when you win so much like McCarthy won, like he won that Super Bowl, you lose a little bit of that drive. I don't care what anybody says you win the, I, I Coach Galusi would probably swear to this too. You think in 2009, if we win the state championship in baseball, 
we probably retire in 2009 <laughs> on the way back on the bus, you know, like, because we've reached the pinnacle. And um, so these guys who won before, it's tough to win. I think it's tough to have that same energy to get it up. It to, to, it's, to get I, I agree. Even if you don't think you don't have the same, there's just that, there's that little edge you lose. Right. And that's why I think there's, there's turnover. When you have a championship team, you still need to turn over the roster a little bit. You need to get some fresh, hungry blood in there. And that's what I think part of the Eagles' problem is they hold on to things too long and it's too late. And the one exception is Belichick. Who is that's just, what I was about to say. He's on another level. He's on another level. And the guy is uh, – I think he makes it simple – he goes to what you would do uh, again, going back to little league. I remember watching him when the last year that they were really good, he was down to, he had Gronk and he had Edelman and he would put Gronk out really wide. And if nobody covered him with his size, they would just throw the ball up to him. And if they did cover him with people, the middle of the field would be wide open for Edelman, you know, and it was like, that was his game plan. Like, well, let's put the real tall guy out there and see if a guy that's tall enough to cover him all these other guys go through all these crazy things and he just does the basics. He finds players that have that other teams reject because they, they don't do everything great. And he finds that little thing that they do great. And he uses them for that one thing, which is again, what you would do in high school or junior high. If you were coaching, if you only had uh, X amount of players and you go, well, I have a really little guy, but he's really fast. You use them that way. And he's the only coach that does it that way. Everybody else, tries to put them in the roles that they can't do. Um, but he's very unique. I mean, you, outside of him, I think most, most retread coaches um, struggle. I hope I'm wrong, but I would have rather seen like a Lincoln Riley, somebody like that come in or a, a hot assistant from, I, I, I'm a little jealous of the judge pick with the giants. Um Although when he started making the players run laps, I, I thought he, this is, this, this is going to get tired pretty quick. Yep. Professional. So his window might be short, but I kind of like that. If they win tonight, I think the players are going to buy in. I don't think they're going to win tonight. I've been saying that all week with coach Galusi, but if they win tonight, I think the players will buy in because that's what, at least that's what Leonard Williams says. He says, if we win, we're right there. They're, it's basically a time. So they haven't bought in yet. So they're going in tonight, not buying in only if they only if they win tonight. Only, Maybe only if they beat season. only if they beat a one four and one team. Yeah. Team, then they're going to buy in. That doesn't make sense, Ben. Yeah, starting a one four and one team, starting an Australian rugby player, an army cadet, and God knows what else. Boston Scott. I looked at his numbers, torched the Giants in his three games. Four touchdowns. He was great. So I'm scared. I, I think Boston's scared. Scott. But when he torched you, he also had a line in front of him of Wayne Johnson, Brandon Brooks, Kelsey, Sayamalo, and Jason Peters. Now he has Army, possibly Brent Toth, <laughs> right guard, um, backup center Nate Herbig, Left guard is getting tonight. I don't. I didn't look at the thing, but I heard they're bringing a guy from the practice squad that's never played. Opeda at left oh, guard. I'm on there. I'm looking at it right now. They are. They are. Yeah. Because I, I knew once they cut that other guy, they had to bring it the guard up, and then our left tackle the rugby player. So it's a little bit different of a line. And your line now with Dexter Lawrence and and Williams, it's a little bit better than it was. Can I say that Leonard Williams has improved a lot last year, but as soon as he gets that contract, he's going to go back to being the same old, just missing the sack, just missing, missing the big play. That's like those big contracts, those contract years, they, they always scare me. That's why I hate when the Eagles, not only because I like watching the draft and seeing who they're going to miss on the draft picks, but um, you need young, cheap talent. You need it. You just can't rely on, on high price. And I think I think again, Howie tried. He saw he saw a window of possibly more than one Super Bowl and hung on too long with some people, and made some dumb moves. I mean, a fourth round pick for Jannard Avery, a defensive end. 
who was a linebacker at, at the University of Memphis. I even remember the draft. He was a linebacker, a mid-round linebacker. Then goes to the Browns and plays in a 3-4 scheme. They trade a fourth-round pick for him to play a 4-3 defensive end, and he's like six-foot tall. <sighs> this is why the, the audience always wants you back. Your, your emotion, you're just like me, the emotion. No, that was a, that was that was dumb. And then you you know then you draft a Penn State defensive and Sharif Miller in the fifth round, and you end up cutting him. He's back though. He's on the practice squad. Got high hopes for him. So while I have Coach Weber on for a football podcast, I want to get what you think is going to be Jerry Jones' legacy for Dallas. I, he's getting up there in age. And everyone's starting to talk about, well, what's his legacy going to be? So I, I want to get your thoughts on it. The Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. No, they had those before him. Uh, um, I, I'm a little mixed on Jerry Jones because, first of all, I, I wish he was not the GM, right? But I put myself in his shoes, and I think the three of us would probably agree if we could, if we had billions of dollars and we could own an NFL team and we could continue to make even more billions of dollars and we got to be the GM of it for real, I think we all would do it. And I don't blame him for doing it. I wish he wouldn't do it because he's, I don't think he's very good at it. I think he, he's reactionary to me. Like he sees what worked two years ago at some place and he tries to do it, you know, uh, there was a time where he wanted to have a coach that didn't uh, coach offense or defense. They called them walk-around coaches where they're not in charge of the offense or defense. So we made Garrett give up calling the offense just because it worked for somebody two years before that, you know, and uh, he's just reactionary in that way. And I don't think they'll ever be great while he is the general manager, but I also don't blame him one second because I would I'd be a hypocrite if I said he should not do it because I would do it in a heartbeat if I could do it. I I love my fantasy football team. If I could do it for real <laughs> NFL team, uh, I would do it as long as, you know, the only way he ever gets hurt is if they don't make money and he's making more and more and more and more money. So it's not going to change. I still wish. His I legacy still is. He would have had the final. I wish he would have drafted Johnny Manziel that year. <laughs> he wanted to. Instead, he made instead he passed off and made the right pick and drafted Zach Martin. I was but so he, mad. He wanted to for the the popularity of it or the uh, controversy of it because he would sell tickets, but he wasn't a good football player. Again, it's he likes that. He's a smart money man. He's done a lot of good things for the NFL. There's a lot of owners that really love him because of what he's done for their programs. Um, he's just not a great general manager. He's not a very good guy to have running your football team, but I would do it if I was him. So what can I say? And his son's not going to be much better. That's what I was about to ask. What do you think about his son? I think his son might even be worse, but his son at least has a little bit of, he was the one that talked him out of Johnny Manziel and said, go with Zach Martin. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, Jerry at least played football. Jerry, Jerry was a, you know, starting guard on a national championship team. He knows football. I don't know. I know his son played some football. I know it's not, have, you know, like you don't have to do it to be great at it, but, yeah, I don't think Howie Roseman played football. <laughs> yeah, I just he was a kicker. It, I think his son is more on the business side of things than than even Jerry was. Jerry at least had some football upbringing. He's just more of a businessman than a football guy, and I think his son's even more of a business guy and less of a football man. But hopefully, I'm wrong because these seasons can't be weighing on Jerry very well. Uh, if I was Jerry Jones, and I know his payroll, it's up there, right? It's got to be the one of the top in the league. Yeah, he's got a big payroll, and he would pay a lot more if there wasn't a salary cap. He would be uh, – I think the irony for me is in baseball, my, my team, the Cincinnati Reds, can't spend money because they don't have it. 
um, but there's no cap there. And in football, the cap, like if they wanted to put the cap in, in the early nineties, when the Cowboys had the talent that Jimmy Johnson had accumulated, they would have won six, seven Super Bowl. But assuming that Jerry Jones doesn't run Jimmy Johnson off. Well, if he didn't have the salary cap and he kept Jimmy Johnson, they would have made a historic run with the talent that he accumulated. That was like the best offensive line. And yeah. And Emmett Smith, Aikman, Irvin, Holy, Novacek, Holy cow. And because of the cap came in, they had to lose guys like Ken Norton Jr. And, you know, and, uh, Alvin Harper and all those guys started leaving because they couldn't afford them anymore. And have had, and Jerry would have paid no matter what he would have paid for all those guys. And then he, on top of that, he added Deion Sanders, you know, like he would have, he would do all that. It's I am, I'm a salary. I believe the salary cap for fairness, but in the, um, if Jerry, Jerry will spend his money and you got to give him credit for that because there's a, there's some owners who, who don't do that. So he, if it was up to just spending money led to wins in football, Jerry would would be winning a lot more than what they what they do. The only owner that's ever been the GM of his team that's actually worked is the New York Yankees. I think we can agree on that. I mean, Steinbrenner got had a great dynasty. Of course, he didn't do the scouting, but he signed all the free agents. Yeah, he but, signed the paychecks. Yeah, he and he he didn't have a salary cap, so he did what I'm saying Jerry Jones would have done. He. Jerry Jones, if he could pay for it, he would pay for guys to that would overcome his incompetence as a general manager, which is what happened with Steinbrenner. Steinbrenner could go get guys, and if anybody was any good somewhere else, he just took them on his team. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have to be a shrewd talent, uh, you know, evaluator. He could just spend the money to get them. And this is what's going to happen with the Dodgers because the Dodgers can do this. The Dodgers, with all their money, they're not going away. They're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be a good club for a long time. And they are and they have a great analytical system too. So they spend money, but they also have a great analytical system. So I think that's everything on the Dallas Cowboys side. Do you think they're gonna make the playoffs if they get healthy? The Cowboys? Yeah, do you think it do you think everything's gonna fall into place? The only shot they got is to win the next two weeks and and figure out some defense. I, I still believe I mean, watching the Eagles play the second half last week, and I know the Ravens might have laid down a little bit because they they were down, but that Eagles team in the second half was so much better than I've seen any Dallas Cowboy team play so far this year. And the Cowboys are not going to get back their tackles. They're not going to get back their quarterback. And if they're lucky, you know, they, they get an average defense and they end up being – average the rest of the way if they're lucky that's the best they can do i i think the eagles still win the nfc east and coach Lucy on the eagles tonight we'll, we'll talk a little about a little bit about the game i think boston scotcher plus on offense he's gonna torch the giants he's gonna torch them i'm telling you he's gonna in the first half he'll be terrible and then in the second half when the giants are all pumped up because they have a lead he's just gonna start running running like guys uh, like the best uh, running back in the league. I think you guys should bet a milkshake on this. I Didn't I just say that? What did I email you? You said if, if the Eagles make the playoffs, you'll buy me a milkshake. And yes. if they lose, I'll buy you one. And I said I want none of those Dunkin' Donuts either. I, I didn't know we bet donuts. I didn't know. No, we, we didn't. I said I didn't want those. Donuts. We're not betting donuts because I don't want those. All right. I think I, you should bet on – Boston Scott tonight and how much how much yardage he's going to have. That's what I think you guys should bet. And what's what's the over under total yards receiving and rushing? What was his first game? I have to look up what his first game was because that's when the Giants were healthy on defense. And the Giants are healthy on defense. Offense is a different story. We have Sterling Shepard who, who will get injured just by catching a football. I've never seen this. Do you see how he gets injured? He, he broke his toe by catching a football. No one was around him. And he broke his toe against the Bears. I, I've never seen that before. Wait till, wait till Deshaun Jackson steps on the field today and pulls his hammy after he runs one route. Didn't if I tell play. you, if I, neither was you or Gabe. I, 
Gabe was all pumped up. Oh, we got Deshaun Jackson. Things are going to be great. I said, nope, he's too old. I was right about that. Yeah. By the way, Boston Scott's stats this year, 18 carries for 60 yards <laughs> and five receiving yards. So he has a combined 65 yards this year, Benny. That's the guy you're afraid of. All right, Ben. I, well, Ben, will he match those numbers in tonight's game? 65. 65 total yards or more. Yes. The Giants last week gave up, I think it was 75 yards on rushing against a terrible Washington football team that doesn't have a running back. They were just rotating guys in. And you're calling Boston Scott a running back. <laughs> I, I didn't say he was good against other teams. I'm just saying that he just seems like he's a giant killer. Because he had one good game. He had three good games. Or was it two good games? How could he had three two games, Ben? He only played the Giants twice last year. My mistake, two games. He, he had four touchdowns in two games. Right there. Okay. Over under 65. It's under. Okay. You under 65. So we have a bet. It, it, 65. Above 65. Benny wins. Below 65. Galusi wins. What's the What's the wager? A milkshake or what's going on here? What is it, Ben? Donuts. Uh, I got to save money for college. So uh, I'll do a milkshake. I'm not going to bet money. All right, we'll do it. We'll do a milkshake. There we go. I, I do like milkshakes, so I would get one for myself. <laughs> the problem is, I don't know when now I get Now I have it. a reason to watch the game tonight. I wasn't going to watch that. What tonight. will really tick me off is watch. Eagles will be getting blown out, and Boston's got to have done nothing, and then he'll get some garbage yards in the fourth quarter on like a dump pass, and he'll, he'll take it 70 yards. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, he's going to go off tonight. He's going to get over 65 yards. If the Giants are going to choke. They always choke in Philly. The last time they won a game in Philadelphia was when Victor Cruz and Eli Manning were still in their prime. Hmm. So it was that long ago. 2012. What a time. <laughs> thought the Giants were going to be good. I thought you were bringing Eli Manning on this show. I told you. You asked well, me who else to bring, and I said bring Eli on. Seems like he's a little busy. I do know people that can get him on. I do know people that can get him on, but I think he was a little too busy. Hmm. I got a signed hat in my room by Eli Manning that he wore after he won the last Super Bowl. That was has the sweat marks, and he signed it. Coach Hoffman just gave me a picture. <laughs> that That's someone who I – He's a terrible – the game really passed him by. I don't know if you saw him in Jacksonville the past few years. He – that kind of got me a little happy that we got rid of him, actually. He's finding people. Didn't, they sued him because he was out. The players he, sounds like a, he sounds like an older version of Coach Judge. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I'm scared of. That, that, that's <laughs> the one thing I'm nervous about. I said I wanted a Tom Coughlin on one of my earlier podcasts to come back like a Tom Coughlin, but I don't want the real Tom Coughlin to come back and start finding people all the time. He hasn't found anybody yet, so we're off to a good start there. Okay, defensively, I think, what do you think? Defensively, what's going to happen? Well, again, you're going to get tons of pressure. You have to. You will. Offensive line is terrible, Giants. We should get some pressure. We're missing Malik Jackson, but I, I think that will be okay without that. Um, hopefully Daniel Jones – well, again, we won't catch him anyway. But uh, I, the defense – I'm not worried about the defense. I'm worried about our offense. Um, offensively, what do you think is going to happen? That 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 would be the way I'm to go. Boston Scott's not getting over sixty-five yards. <laughs> he, he, I'm telling you, he's going to. Only way that happens is if he gets some kind of fluke-like swing pass out of the backfield, and he and he and he misses an assignment, and he goes. He's not running the ball for sixty-some yards. He's not. The Giants statistically. Dexter Lawrence is so big; he'll just sit on the guy and just crush him. He'll be out of the game. 
You want to know when it's going to happen? The Giants statistically are the worst team on third down. They just can't get off the field. And it'll be like third and 15. They're going to do like a little dunk, and that's when they'll get it. Hey, you should you should adopt the Eagles' third down defense. You know, let's line all the guys up at the yard marker, let them dump a short pass, and have the blockers all come in front and blow you out and get the first down all the time. It's a great defense. It's um, do you think Doug Peterson's on the hot seat? It sounds no. like you – no? No, that, that was Schwartz's deal. He hasn't done it since – he did that defense a couple of years ago when it worked a couple times, and then teams figured out how to attack it. And it took him a while to, like, give up on it, but it seems like he has. Um, no, I don't think Peterson's on the hot seat. I actually – I still like him. Sometimes he's, he's a little too gutsy for my own. Like, he's going for twos early in the game. I I get it in a way, but I just think that that point always comes back to haunt you. Although I did hear a good stat today. The league this year, you know what their conversion rate is on two-point conversions? I do not. 50% on the dot. And then they said the extra points are like 94 or 97%. So they said if you actually – they did the amount of extra points versus the two-point conversions. If you go for two all the time, you're going to end up with more points. I could see that. I mean, some some of these field goal kickers are awful, and that's just league round. I I see all the time that at least, at least two games a week you see kickers miss extra points. They moved it back. It has changed it a little bit. Did they move it back again? It used to be at the 15-yard line, right? It's at the 15-yard line. Is it the 15 or it might be? I, I don't know. I, I Kickers are just uh, fluky every year. You had Rosas last year who was terrible, but the year before was like one of the best kickers I've, I ever saw. It's like a hitter. He gets streaky. Yeah, like Pete Alonzo. He's focused on his brand, though. Don't even get me started on that. He's focused on growing that YouTube channel. I don't want to get you started on because his rookie year, that's all you ever talked about is – I think you built a shrine of that guy. I, 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 I like him. He's a nice guy. He's just, he's an easy guy to root for. I like those type of guys. I like Dom Smith too. Now, I've been saying for years, if Dom Smith would have lost weight, he would become a great hitter. And he did this year. And he even said losing weight helped him get faster and stuff. That's a shock. I know. He was fighting for his job, so with DH now, he'll be good to go. By the way, the, the losing weight thing, getting faster, does not always hold true. I think that also gave him confidence, though, because once he started to produce, he's like, oh, well, maybe I'll stay in shape this time. I was 30 pounds lighter many years ago, and I'm still slow, so it didn't matter. As long as I, as long as I don't have to see Wilson Ramos anymore, oh, my God, he was terrible. Oh. The worst defensive catcher in the week. Well, you'll sign Reem, um JT from the Phillies. Oh, Steve Cohen's here. I'm I'm expecting Rayamuno. I the fan of me's coming out. I I want Rayamuno. I'm expecting it. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to get Bauer. I don't want Trevor. I do want Trevor Bauer, but I don't know if his personality is going to be good in New York once he starts to struggle. I, what do you think, Coach Weber? Is that would you agree with me on that? He's definitely a very good pitcher. He's definitely a very interesting guy. You have to have the right marketplace for him and a place that will tolerate his uh, his his personality because he's not easy to take. So New York and him could be toxic unless he pitches really, really, really well. I also think that Trevor Bauer in a 60-game season, you have to take all these numbers with a grain of salt. And I'm saying the same thing about Dom Smith. Like, all these guys have performed really well, and that's the same thing for Conforto. It's just next year they could go back to being average or below average. And I think that's what Coach Galusi and I talked about on the last time he was on. So I got I to gotta – Press Coach Kalusi on this before we go. No, he no. picked the Vikings. Oh, that was a terrible pick. Which God, I told him would be a terrible pick. 
That was awful. Baltimore's still looking like a possibility, though. No, I'm going to give you the option. The, fan, the fans here said don't let him change his picks. I'm, I'm not going to change my picks. Cause I'm not. <laughs> Even though I lost that one. Um, the Steelers, I was wrong. I thought the Steelers were going to go into a rebuild. Wow, they, they shocked me. It's uh, Kansas City. I know they they coming off the Super Bowl might have lost a little fire, but boy, they they are so good. Kansas, I think Kansas City and Baltimore are better than Pittsburgh. All right. Uh, so, Coach Weber, who do you think is going to go all the way this year? Who are your two teams? Um, I was always a Baltimore guy when they the draft that they have. I thought was great, and the, and they keep adding. I don't know where they like they just traded uh, for the Minnesota and. The today from Jacksonville. So they're adding, they're going for it. Although Lamar Jackson hasn't been playing great. So I wonder what's going on there. The Chiefs, uh, again, their defense is kind of a little weak, but that offense is unbelievable. In the NFC, I don't know. I, I certainly hope it's not Tampa Bay, but. Yeah, it's not going to be Tampa Bay. Brady, he's just. The offensive line, he's not mobile. It's not going to be Tampa Bay. Yeah, at the beginning, I was also trying to think, do I, would I pick New Orleans? And now I'm not overly impressed with New Orleans either. Yeah, Drew Brees is looking old suddenly. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, buy, I don't buy Green Bay. I don't I. Do you think that Rodgers is playing with a chip on his shoulder because they drafted a quarterback? Well, if he did, the chip got knocked off last week. <laughs> Pretty bad. Um, I, I, maybe see I, see, I like Russell Wilson. So I, I don't know. I don't know about the NFC. No, still kind of wide open. The Giants, Ben, the Giants. After the win tonight, after, after they stuffed the great Boston Scott tonight, you do have one thing going for you, Ben, is Jason Garrett rarely lost in Philadelphia. So I think he was like seven and three in Philly when he was the Cowboys head coach. So you got that going for you. He knows how to beat him in Philly. I'm just happy he's not doing that stupid clapping. Yeah, well, he stopped doing that. <laughs> the masks are good for something. <laughs> All right. So score predictions. Who wants to go first? I'll leave it open. Go ahead, Coach Weber. You can go first. All right, I'm going to say um, I'm going to say the Eagles. Now I'm going to stick with my boy Jason Garrett, and I'll say in a in an upset, in a low lower scoring upset, 21 to 20, because somewhere along the line, like Coach Galusi said, yeah. will go for two and not make it and miss out on that one point. So, like a 20. 21, 24 to 20 type win for the Giants. I could see that happening. Jason Garrick is eight and three in Philadelphia as a, as a coach in some capacity. All right, Ben, here's the prediction. Eagles are going to come flying out of the gate. All right, they're actually going to have a lead in this game, which they rarely do early. The lead's going to be two nothing because um, Jones, instead of throwing a pick, is going to throw the ball backwards out of the end zone. <laughs> And get a safety. So we're going to be up 2 nothing. Then late in the game, Wentz on the fit on his 15th sack, or maybe now a Boston Scott fumble. That uh, the Giants get the ball and kick a field goal to win three to two. <laughs> we're going to have a baseball score. Yep. I'm going. My heart really wants them to beat Philly. As I told you today, I really. The one team, if you would classify hate, for is the Eagles. I don't hate any team, but it's close with the you Eagles. Have, you have to hate the Cowboys. Everybody in NFC hates the Cowboys the most. No, I mean that's America's team. Benny's American. Come on. I think the Steelers are now America's team. That someone said that the other day on uh, ESPN, and I was that Coach Bear. Yeah, because he's in a good mood these days. Because I see his daughter once in a while, and I always ask her, he must be a happy household. Just and, bring up the Baltimore Ravens, and he won't turn happy anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about getting Coach 
Coach Spade on, but then I was thinking about oh, how much editing I was going to do. With yeah, all do the you, have, you have a beeping button? You have a way to censor him? <laughs> and when he comes he is, on... He is a, a Mets and Giants guy, though. You guys would get along. We, we would mope. We would we'd get really angry. I just... I don't know. If the well, Giants better... win, it's going to be... 17 to 14 because Garrett just can't get Daniel Jones to, to throw the ball without making it a turnover. I heard he told them that good advice is if a, if a drive ends with a kick, it's all good. That's what he told them, whether it's a punt or a field goal. Uh, that's not the kind of, you know, logic that I want my quarterback <laughs> thinking about. Well, the Talking Giants podcast I listen to them all the time, and they said, well, Jason Garrett coaches not to lose the game. He doesn't coach to win the game. So that's the one knock I'll give Garrett. Yeah, I would, ag- I would agree with that 100%. They're spot on. Um, but I'm going to go to the Giants aren't ready. They're improving now little by little. I see little things that are improving. They're going to lose the game 20 to 17. I hope so. And the Eagles, well, that'll begin their NFC East push. <laughs> and I say, you don't have to push too hard. Between both teams, you're going to see four trick plays tonight. How about that? That's Jason Garrett's going to that definitely. Did you see the two point conversion with Andrew Thomas? I was that got that got a kick out of me in the Dallas game. Yeah, the two point conversion in the Eagles game last week. That was great too. He's walking out. Well, it's it's kickoff time. Yeah, that's why we got to end it. So this has been a digital only score. (laughs) Boston Scott ran an eighty-yard touchdown opening drive. That would that would be the perfect metaphor to the Giants' season. We're going to do so good this year, and then an (laughs) eighty-yard rush. All right, so so I think we covered everything. Past the fifty-yard line already. The Eagles got the ball first. Yeah, they're Wentz is one of one for ten yards. I hope that wasn't the Boston Scott. <laughs> Boston Scott is going to torch Uh-oh. the Giants. Boston I... Scott just ran for like six yards. I'm in trouble. Yep. Or five yards. Oh man. I could see it now. So Oh wow! There are the Giants are already choking. They couldn't wait till the second half like last year. All right, all right. This has been an edition of the Mets News Podcast. I'd like to thank my roundtable of the NFCs for coming in, and let's go Big Blue. I'm hoping for a win. I don't expect it, but let's go Big Blue. <laughs>